based on their personal feelings about things and how they want the world to see them, right? The biggest issue I see with the entire gender argument is, is nobody fucking cares. Nobody cares. And it, and I, I have I had to learn that in myself, right? Every single person thinks that the universe revolves around them and that the earth is spinning on an axis around you. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Uncommon Podcast of Be Pop and Duff. Duff, what's going on, brother? Ready to start some fires. Let's do it. Well, hey, before we kick this episode off, we want to send a special thank you and shout out to all of our first responders, firefighters, police, EMTs, frontline workers, as well as military personnel, active duty, and veterans to serve this great country. Without everything you all do, we cannot do what we do. So from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for everything that you do and the sacrifices that you make. Absolutely. And if there's anything we can do to ever help you or your families or the causes you're involved with, please let us know. One other thing I wanted to just say at the front end of this too, something I just thought of, stop buying from these corporate people. Like I wearing the reason why I'm thinking about it for everybody out there that can't see me is I bought a sweatshirt and a couple shirts off of the officer Tatum store. He's a YouTube guy and mm. he's, he's promoting his own brand. He's trying to build his own brand. You know, there's a lot of independent people out there right now that we could support. Oh yeah. Yeah. We could support these, these other corporations are tied in with other corporations and they're making billions upon billions of dollars and all kinds of craziness. Right. That starts getting back to supporting individuals and these small businesses and, and let's help these people grow. Let's put our dollars there. Absolutely. Right. Not just back into the money train, the, the recirculation of, of wealth. That's right. Honestly, you couldn't set it any better, man. I haven't bought a Nike product and I couldn't tell you how long just cause you know, big corporation, big company, don't like their Sweat stance shops. on a lot of stuff, sweatshops, you know, um, I'm definitely down to support your smaller people, you know, smaller companies that are trying to, you know, build their own t-shirt company, their own apparel company, whatever the case may be. Fuck Carhartt. I'll just say it right now, you know, support the people that deserve supporting. Right. I was really bummed, dude. You know, I'm an Under Armour guy. If I do have a brand, it's Under Armour. Cam Haynes decided not to sign. I called you all pissed off and... Mm-hmm. Cam Haynes decided not to sign a deal and into their credit. He told he did put out on his Instagram that they did offer him, have a very, a very good deal for him, but he wasn't going to sell, you know, his soul and who he is, you know, to a, some corporation or anything for any sure. amount of money, which is a stand up. But when I first saw that, I was like, I looked at my closet and I'm like, I have no other brands in there other than like individual people. Right. Right. And so I was just looking at, it, I was like, good Lord, I got to get rid of a lot of shit. That's funny. <laughs> Well, hey, this episode, man, we want to talk about uh, predictions for 2022. What is on the horizon in the coming year? This actually be a fun one because we can come back and listen to this at the end of this year or beginning of next year and say, hey, what did we get right? Or wow, we were totally fucking crazy, (laughs) right? Well, the first topic that I had on my list is going to be major gender issues. Yeah. I mean, and, and for well, that, that's just going to continue for a couple of different reasons. Right. We just, I don't remember which state or country it was, but they just approved sex change operations for kids with that. And they won't need parental consent. Yeah. Is that California? No, I don't want to, I don't want to trash any state that doesn't have it. Right. I know that no, there was one state. I, I, I'm pretty confident on what it is, but for fairness, I'm not going to say who it is without being on. It is certain. within the United States though. Oh Yeah. Yeah, they don't need parental consent to start 
hormone therapies and sex change operations and things like that, which to me is just not appropriate. It borderlines mutilation. So to me, not appropriate. Right. And and I'm not taking it. If people that want to be transgender, you want to be, you know, whatever you want, you want to cross dress, you want to do those things. Like, do I don't care. Really? I don't. What I care about is telling kids that their frontal lobe hasn't fully developed, that they can make major life decisions like this on their own without the counsel of somebody that does have, well, I don't know, looking at some of the parents over the last couple of years, who knows? It's if, Washington state. Who, who knows if those parents, actually, their frontal lobes ever did actually freaking develop, but. Hey, but there's that, a lot of people over the last two years that it's clear they don't have a frontal lobe at all. But none, nonetheless, those are decisions that need to be like counseled. Oh yeah. Like I told my mom when I was going to get my first tattoo, Right. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, I needed yeah. her to sign the permission slip to freaking get a, my first tattoo when I was like 16 or 17. Absolutely. You know, so um, here's a clip though. What brought this up, you know, we're big Matt Walsh fans, you know, on this, we, he cracks me up. I got to tell you though, man, I watched that clip today and it made my head hurt. Why? I mean, it, it, this clip is painful to watch. And, not, you know, obviously we got listeners out there that ain't going to be able to watch it, so I need you to narrate it. No, they're going to be in the – it will be in the show notes. It'll be in the notes. show notes, yep. but I need you to narrate it. It is absolutely painful to watch. Like, my head hurts. I'm just going to tell everybody, it. there's a man, man, fighting for terminology about gender inequality with Matt Walsh, which is – he wrote a children's book, essentially, that states that a man is a man and a woman is a woman, and that's his. that's how he looks at it. Right. This person has a dress on, has long brown hair. With a goatee. With a goatee. <laughs> and here's how it goes. That's a question I would like to throw out to you know, other members of the panel, actually, because just like the four-year-old can't answer what is a girl, well, this is one of the problems with this left-wing gender ideology is that no one who espouses it can even tell you what these words mean. It's like, what is a woman? Well, can you tell me what a woman is? No, I can't. Because but, it's not for me to say. I, Womanhood looks different for everybody. What do, you, what do you define a woman as? An adult human female. And what does a female mean? Uh, well, well, that's how do, you, how do you define a female? Someone with, with female reproductive organs. Okay. Someone who's, you know, here's the thing. When you're, when you're female, it goes right down to your bones, your DNA. So that's why if someone dies, okay. we could dig up their bones 100 years from now. We have no idea what they believed in their head, but we can tell what sex they were okay. because it's, in, it's, down in, it's, it's ingrained in every fiber of their being. Interesting. So I'm trying to understand. Your definition is that a woman is someone who is female, you said, right? Correct. Is a biological female. So what happens if we have maybe someone who is female, identifies as a woman, right? You know, cisgender woman, right? As you explained, as you just explained, but maybe doesn't have the ability to reproduce. Maybe doesn't have those organs that you're talking about that are reproductive organs. I have answered the question. You stood up here and said trans women are women. Yes. Tell me what you mean. What is a woman? Womanhood is something that, just as Ethan explained, I cannot define because I am not but myself. you used the well, word. Well, so what did you mean when you said trans women are women if you don't know what it means? Right. So here's the thing. So I do not define what a woman is because I do not identify as a woman. Womanhood is something that is an umbrella term. It includes people that who... That describes what? People who identify as a woman. I- identify as what? As a woman. What is that? Was to each their own. Right. Each woman, each man, each person is going to have a different relation with their own gender identity and define it differently. That and so I'm trans women are women too. Okay. 
And you want to hold on. You want to reduce. You won't even tell me what the word means, though. So that's the problem. You want to reduce women. You want to reduce men down to maybe just their genetics, our genitals, our chromosomes, right? That's what you're saying. What you want to do is what you what you want to do is appropriate women. You want to appropriate womanhood. Okay. And turn it into basically a costume that could be worn. That makes my head hurt, dude. It's like arguing with somebody that says, I can win an argument with no facts. Well, like facts don't matter. It's one of the worst things that's going on right now is we give more credence to feelings than we do like factual information anymore. And I really think that's a failure on the schooling system across the nation. Yeah. Right. We don't, we don't promote the sciences and stuff and understanding what genetics is and understanding what DNA is anymore. No, you know, we want to talk, we have these teachers and thankfully no, not a whole lot that I've heard in Colorado. Right. My wife is a teacher. So I know that I would hear about at least the places that she's worked, but these people would rather promote their own personal ideals based on their personal feelings about things and how they want the world to see them. Right. The biggest issue I see with the entire gender argument is, is nobody fucking cares. <laughs> nobody no. cares. And, it, and I, I have I had to learn that in myself. Right. Every single person thinks that the universe revolves around them and that the earth is spinning on an axis around you. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Right. Well, that's like I don't know uh, if anybody out there has, has watched or listened to the libs of TikTok. Um, I subscribed us to our or followed them on our podcast on our podcast Twitter page, but you see these teachers making these big old ordeals and filming themselves coming out to their you know fourth grade class about how they're non-binary. And I'm looking at this going, how is that appropriate? How is it appropriate for an adult to tell fourth graders, nine year olds, what their sexual proclivities are? I don't think that's appropriate. Right, and I think Matt Walsh was put on the spot there, but I would have answered that question when they say, what if they can't have children? There's a lot of people that have, you could do in vitro, you can do a lot of things if you have the ability to carry a child. Yeah, but why are, okay, why are we arguing about what is a man and what is a woman? I mean, this should not even be an argument. These are the same people, Dustin, that sit there and say, what, you don't believe in the science surrounding face masks and vaccinations? And I don't want to go down that road just yet, but these are the same people that say that. So it's like you can't have this argument of, well, I believe in the science on one thing, but I don't believe in the science on another. Well, no, it's people wanting to be remembered for something and they've never done anything in their life. I talked about it on one of the police officer episodes, right? What do these old head cops try to do when they're in admin positions at the very end of their career. They try to pass some stupid ass rule that they can be remembered by because they didn't do anything for their old 25 year career. Right. No different. These people want to have attention. And again, they don't realize that the world doesn't revolve around you. Nobody, again, I give zero thoughts per day unless I'm prepping for this podcast about (laughs) that issue. Right. None. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Dude. So for everybody out there, click on the link. It's a doctor. Matt Wallace, is a, this is a Dr. Phil show that's going to be on main, on what, ABC? I don't even know what channel Dr. Phil's on, but oh my word, that uh, that, that makes your head hurt. Here, here's another clip of that, just to kind of button up this. This is Matt Walsh again. He's on, Matt Walsh is a, I mean, he's kind of at the very front lines of all of this, man. Oh, he's yeah. really taking it upon himself to kind of fight this fight. And I just want to be real clear. I don't agree with him on everything about this kind of stuff, right? Like I, I'm a hundred percent people need to be able to do whatever, the, whatever they want, but I am totally against in any form or facet, somebody forcing me 
to lie or not be factual to save to, save people's feelings because they're not going to do that for me in turn. Well, force you and to, I wouldn't want them to force you to change your vocabulary, force you to change the way you think. Right? Like it comes down to all that. It's it's nonsense. So here's Matt Walsh. He was on. I don't know which show this one is. I think it's Fox and Friends. Um, but he was talking about the new Washington. Here, this is the one, the new Washington law to allow teenage gender reassignment without parental consent. Yeah, Matt, you wrote a children's book about this whole gender fluidity thing um, that's being pushed on our children. Last word on this. Yeah, but well, I want to say, look, one thing to keep in mind with gender reassignment surgery, sex change surgery, whatever, that's actually not possible. It doesn't actually exist. That's what they call it. But you can't actually change your sex at all. It's written into Good your point. DNA at the, at the most basic Great level. Point. So what they can do is mutilate kids. And that's what's happening. This is about mutilating children who are not able psychologically to consent to those sorts of decisions. And uh, so this is just full on abuse. And it's horrifying. Yeah, it truly is horrifying. So, yeah, I mean, again, I, I agree with that, especially on the kids thing. You know, I'm a big kid. I get upset about when kid, people mess with kids, man. And I don't like that because there's already an issue in this country with everything that's been going on the last two years with teen suicide up, with teen, you know, everybody's been viewing each other through these phones and computer screens and having filters and everything else. And they don't want to go back out into public. So we created an entire population of recluse people that don't know how to go out and actually you know, look somebody in the face and give them their word or do any, you know what I'm saying? Like all of those building blocks that make you a successful contributor in society. We have mm -hmm. an entire generation now that has been brainwashed to think that the air around them is going to kill them. Right. So we and, already and have that, that issue. And then you want to so put this sad. on top. That is so sad that, you know, anytime I see somebody walking outside with a face mask on, I saw a guy yesterday and I, and I, I don't want to disparage this particular guy. He had to weigh, 375, maybe 400 pounds. He was walking out of a convenience store wearing pajama bottoms with a coat, walking out of a convenience store with what looked like a big gulp and a bag of, I'm assuming he had some sort of junk food in this bag. And he had a face mask on, one of those medical grade face masks on, the, the blue ones, but it was not blue. It was brown. Like it was filthy. And he's outside. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you're worried about breathing fresh air because you might inhale a virus, but yet you're breathing through a filthy-ass face mask while you're drinking a Big Gulp when you're eating all this sugar, all the while you're overweight. You know what I mean? I didn't want to judge the guy. I kind of felt bad for him because I'm like, you know what? You're, you're, you're just clueless. Like, you just don't get it. Well, and my whole thing about this entire argument, if you want to call it an argument, again, I don't care enough to really think about it on a daily basis, but be you. Right. Like, do you like yeah. who's holding you back? Like that guy on there, right? Like you're walking around with long hair, a dress and a beard. Like <laughs> you, you can't get upset at people that are going to look at things that are out of the norm. If he was walking down the street, he would get no different reaction than some other girl that maybe has rainbow colored hair. Right. And I'm going to look at it and go, that took a long time. Or somebody that walks down the street with face tattoos. Right. I did. Nobody cares. Right. And you can get butt hurt about it if you want to. But the truth is, Travis brought up a good point that really hit home with me about the cop thing because I used to get pissed when people were against the cops when I got in my shooting and all the shit people would talk and everything. And it's like, you just don't know what's going on in my life. Travis brought up a good point when Adam was in on the last on the last episode when he just said, I don't think about you. Right. 
Nobody is thinking about you. Why are you making this such a big issue? Eminem, let's dig one of the biggest rap stars to ever come out of out of any generation, right? White dude, back in the back in the beginning scenes of hip hop. That's not easy. Number one, right? Okay, and he's dropping songs about popping pills and all that stuff. And back in that day, that was like you'd get the Scarlet Letter. Mm-hmm. But he didn't care. He just continued to be him and who he was. And then guess what? He ended up being successful. I'm not saying that's going to happen for every single person. But if you're so soft and you want to make a decision like this, like how how do you expect the entire U.S. population to just magically, like a light switch, act like this is normal behavior? Yeah, I don't honestly, man. I don't even think I don't even understand why it's that big of a deal. I mean, obviously they're making it a big deal, but. We talked about this on another on a prior episode. People don't have to pretend with you, okay? If you want to pretend, if you're a man and you got a beard and and you you want to put on a dress and pretend that you're a woman, then you you do you. But don't get upset and don't get offended when other people don't pretend right along with you. You know how crazy I'm getting into the fitness thing and right. running and doing all this. I don't like say I don't want to be friends with people because you don't run like I do. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like there's an extreme level of ownership that I've taken over the last year and an extreme level of how far I'm willing to push myself and the hurt and the suck. I want, I want to go, th- I want to go through it. I, I crave it at this point, but it wasn't that way when I started. Right. And guess what? A lot of people talk shit to me. A lot of people, when I would put a thing on Instagram and do like three miles, they'd be like, Oh, you, that's great. When are you going to do 10? You know, or they would talk shit like, I don't know why you're doing that. And it's, you know, the fattest friend you have. And he's sitting his ass in a lawn chair drinking a fucking Corona. You know what I'm saying? Hey, 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 That's hey, what hey. you get. Why are you talking about me? Nope, not you. <laughs> Jorge, 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 Jorge. No, I'm just joking. Jorge, George has been nothing but supportive with me. But I have had friends, right, during this, my transition, if you want to call it that, of extreme ownership about this COVID stuff, mm-hmm. you know, about everything that's been going on, about how my pride in America who, what I stand for, who I am as a man, all of this stuff is, has ruffled feathers all around me. And guess what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. All right, you got another prediction? I do. I think censorship is going to get worse. Uh, okay, so let's talk about that because I have something similar on my list. And my, mine is not only censorship, but I think what's even worse than censorship is self-censorship. That yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Because explain that. Explain that yeah, to people. So we've got <laughs> clearly you and I don't give a rat's ass about self censorship, but you know, people are so afraid of losing business, of offending somebody that, you know, you don't want to say something because you might offend your your Aunt Judy that you know, you see once a year at the holiday party and you don't want to have the wrath of her coming after you because you put something on social media that she might have found offensive. So you might just stop and say, I'm not going to say that. You know, I don't think you should go out of your way to offend somebody or just be a loud blowhard. Okay. You should, your intent should not be in it for negative, right? Like, right. Like I shouldn't attack you. you but, know? Right. But we should all have the freedom to express ourselves and express our opinions as we see fit. And and the sad thing is 
what has happened over the last couple years, last year even more so, and I I do think that it's going to happen even at a greater clip in 2022, is people that are are getting censored, getting canceled, quote unquote. And so there's this fear of, well, I don't want to say that I I, I don't want to get canceled or I want to get censored or I don't want to have somebody think bad of me. So I'm just not going to say it. I'm just going to be quiet. I'm going to be part of the quote unquote silent majority. For anybody that's listened to any number of our podcasts, you could, you already know what I'm going to say. Stop using that fucking term silent majority. Okay. Silent majority. We're in the position we're in in general because of the quote unquote silent majority. Too many people don't have guts enough to stand up and say what they believe. And you don't have to be offensive about it, but you don't, you don't have to self-censor yourself self about it either. So you're talking about censorship being bad, but between big tech and getting deplatformed, I honestly think what's going to happen is Spotify, Apple, Google, they're all going to come after the podcast uh, arena this year. I, I firmly believe that's going to happen. And it wouldn't surprise me if you and I have to host this some, some other way. I've already started research into Adam Curry's podcasting 2.0. Yep, because I do think that with, with the lead of Joe Rogan, right? There is going to be a massive push by the mainstream media and the corporate media giants to get rid of independent podcasters, independent journalists like Tim Pool, Glenn Greenwald, Joe Rogan, things like that, because they want, they need to control the narrative. And with this platform, they have no control over the narrative. So that censorship is going to get even worse in 2022 in my mind. Well, and I'm going to play a clip here with Tim Poole. He was talking to Getter CEO Jason Miller. And you're talking about Jason Fuentes. Now, I'm not a Jason Fuentes subscriber. Like he's he's looked at in a lot of light, like Alex Jones, essentially, right? But he was he had um, I don't know if he had ties to him, but I think that they made some association that he had some association with the Proud Boys or something during some sort. They're trying to put charges on him for taking in donations for January 6th and they're trying to tie him to it and the whole thing, right? Well, he's been kicked off of every single platform out there, right? And Getter came around and I've have started a Getter account, but I'm, I'm probably going to be downing it at this point after hearing this interview. He got taken off a of Getter for basically nothing, just for his name, for who he was. Now, to me, people might be like, well, I don't see the big deal because he was on, you know, he got kicked off Twitter and everything else. So he'd have probably offended do you get arrested for things that you might do? You know, there's they made a movie of that, Minority Report. The crux of Minority Report was they would arrest people. They had technology that would identify if somebody was going to commit a crime in the future, and they would arrest them before it would happen. So here is Getter CEO Jason Miller, and he's talking on the Tim Pool IRL podcast. Uh, same with the fact that um, if you're out there trying to organize and collect with a group, uh, that I don't even think it's just the media. I mean, you look at, at many people who've self-ID'd uh, as being part of that group or part of that ideology. Bro, I don't think you got an argument here, man. It sounds like complete bullshit. I, I don't think you know anything about this group. As I got to be honest, I don't either. But this is just talking in circles. I've not listened to Nick Fuentes. I don't know a lot about him. I know that he's been banned across the board. I know that he's had trouble getting on planes. I can hear what his fans are saying, but I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe they're just lying because they want to support him. I really don't know. So it's really difficult for me to be like, uh, you know, to understand exactly what he did wrong. The issue for me is when I ask you, you don't seem to know either. 
No, I, I think all, all you a... said is that he posted on who else is here as a groiper. I'm like, well, it's a groiper. You don't know. You just read in the media and said something bad about him. Is that justification for me? I got no idea. Like, I, 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 I thought you were going to come on and be like, look, Nick Fuentes said this and he said this. And you got to understand, we did research on groipers and found this, but you don't even have that. Look, and I'm going to say on this that you're not going to make everyone happy when you're running a social media platform. And people are going to have different opinions. So your opinion uh, might be that, hey, that that's BS. There are other people are going to say, look, these guys are making sure that this is a safe platform and we respect what they're doing. They're giving us that ability to have that political free speech. And look, we might just disagree on this. Sounded like he was talking in circles. Sounded like a censorship, right? Well, like well, you, right. You, you, you brought this platform around about the whole, you know, you basically got millions of users by promoting a message that your free speech and your first amendment and everything else. And again, if Nick Fuentes got on there and he put something like kill, kill a certain race or ethnicity or something, I totally get it. Get him off that like people like that don't need to be right. on those platforms, but until somebody actually does something, mm-hmm. you can't just assume and then call yourself a free platform. Right. I've talked about this quote before, but I love it so much. Okay. Tyrion Lannister from Game of Thrones. When you tear out a man's tongue, you are not proving him a liar. You're only telling the world that you fear what he might say. And that's exactly what this whole censorship culture we're dealing with is doing. You know what I mean? You know, and for the people out there that cheer and promote for the deplatforming of Alex Jones and, and Mickey Willis and, and JP Sears and all these people, Joe Rogan, the, you know, people that are cheering this on, be careful what you cheer for, be careful what you root for, because at some point it's going to come for you. And how are you going to feel when you don't think you did something wrong, but you got deplatformed, you got canceled, you got taken off because of something you said that somebody else in some faraway land didn't like what you said. Mike Tyson said it best. He said, a lot of you guys have gotten real comfortable with talking shit and not getting punched in the mouth for it. Keyboard commandos, my It'll friend. happen. Right, keyboard commandos. It'll happen. You keep pushing buttons, dude. You, you poke that bear enough, the bear wakes up. Yeah. Hey, real quick. Uh, there was a headline last week about 270 doctors signed a petition to Spotify to get Joe Rogan taken off. Did you see that headline? No. <laughs> it was out there. But the quote-unquote 270 doctors... We're not doctors. Some oh, of, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of them were I nursing miss, students. So, <laughs> they had a, a couple, dentist. They had a dentist. They had some some veterinarian sign a letter. You know what I mean? But but the but the headline that went out across all major media platforms because they're so afraid of Joe. They literally are so afraid of Joe Rogan. Was two hundred seventy doctors sign a petition? But they didn't. <laughs> they weren't doctors. Some of them might have been doctors. But these are people that just didn't like what he had to say. You know, and this is the scary part. Just because somebody is saying something that you don't like or you don't agree with, you know the easiest fucking thing you can do? Turn it off. Just turn it off. Oh, they love the misery, dude. Just turn it off. I had one uh, one point I wanted to make on that clip before we move to the next clip. We've had full confirmation by Facebook that their fact checkers aren't necessarily fact checkers, that they're opinion checkers. Like <laughs> They testify and in I've, court to this. And I find that it's really funny that Twitter... These other platforms, Instagram, you know, all these other platforms, they're not, they've been really quiet since that's all come out. No? Extremely quiet. Why are they so quiet? Why do you think they're so quiet? They're so quiet because they're playing the game too, man. 
They're, Brett's having a coughing fit. Take, <laughs> take a sec. I swallowed my water wrong. It's not the vid. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're quiet because they're playing the game too. You know what I mean? They right. want to sit there and act like they're fact checkers when really they're just eh, opinion writers. Eh, you said something I didn't really like. And so I'm going to find something to say that it's false, even though it's actually true. I saw a meme one day that said if fact checkers existed in 1776 and it said it showed Paul Revere that said the British are coming. And the fact check was partially uh, incorrect. Not all British are coming. Some British are coming, but the majority are still in, in England. It's pretty accurate. And this is what the fact checkers do. And so, it, it, you know, really it becomes all of our responsibilities to push back on these people. You know what I mean? These quote-unquote fact checkers. In Plandemic Indoctrination, I've talked about this documentary a few times, but in the second installment of Plandemic, it's called Indoctrination, they go into the, the most popular fact-checking website of all time, which is Snopes. And who started Snopes? You have to watch Plandemic. Go to plan, uh, www.plandemicseries.com, watch Plandemic Indoctrination. It would blow your mind to know who runs Snopes and how Snopes got started. And I will tell you, I will tell you, they are not fact checkers. The current co-owner of Snopes is an ex-prostitute, just so you know. <laughs> she put herself through college, bro. Hey, man. Got to support single moms, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't hate. Congratulate. <laughs> Here's another person that got uh, basically deplatformed, and he's talking about the deplatforming, but he's been censored as well as James O'Keefe. And you and I are... Project Veritas. Yeah, but Project Veritas. Uh, is he the founder? I believe so. Yeah, he's the founder of Project Veritas, um, and he has been removed from most media platforms. So True journalist. This is how journalism is supposed to go. Oh, he he doesn't tell the people that he has hidden cameras. Doesn't have I, to. There's my question. Doesn't I'll, have to. Here's my question as you go into this clip, right, for people that are like, I can't believe that, you know, this and that and the other thing they do, these kind of tactics and stuff. Would you Do you not want to know? Like, I give, I take my hat off to these people to ensure that we're getting the truth. Right. Like, why do you, why do you not want to know? That's what I, that's the better question in my opinion. Mm -hmm. What Andy was, was saying, because you're, you're, you're talking to a man here who has effectively suffered. I think that's fair to say in some form or another. This is traumatic. I will speak personally. I, I suffered a, a kind of a form of PTSD after my New Orleans incarceration. Mm. And I was reminded of that after the FBI raid, at least for a day or two I, I did. People say, are you scared? Well, of course, you're human. I mean, I, I've, I've pretty much removed most of my desire to be liked by these people. I'm, I'm almost down to completely zero. I'm never going to be fully zero because I'd be a sociopath if I was zero. But I just want to talk a little about that for a minute because it's a theme that I think is very important to discuss here because it is a prerequisite for being effective. You know, I wrote about this, that, that this is an age where the loss of one's Twitter account is treated like the loss of one's life. Imagine if everyone watching this did not care if they took away the Twitter account. What impact could they have on you? Your reputation. What does that mean? Your Wikipedia page? Taking away, deplatforming you? But the moment you stop worrying about that and you don't let that handcuff you, pun intended, <laughs> is the moment you're actually able to actually be free to do the things and do the journalism. And I, and I know what it's like. I, I articulate this in words better than I, I can off the cuff. No one can deprive me of my reputation or Andy of your reputation. They've already been deprived. We've already been deprived of that by 
by declarations from credible journalists. That's not credible journalists. How are these journalists credible? They're credible by virtue of the decree that they are indeed credible because they say so. And to see that happen, it's traumatizing. It can make an otherwise confident man question your own perception of reality. In the beginning, it did. In the beginning of my journey, I questioned my own perception of reality. And But once you get through that and get through the other side of it, which I think you have, I think any any survivor of that sort of abuse develops superpowers. Like you're a, you're a stronger man than you were, you're a better journalist than you were, and you're wiser than you were. And what I've learned is the moment you, I've said this to you before, Thank it's you. a cliche, the moment you really stop caring about what Wikipedia thinks of you and what Jack Dorsey thinks of you, they've already taken away our Twitter accounts. Eric lost his this week. We have no more Twitter accounts. Well, We're still trending on Twitter. Jack's gone. For all you know, he actually likes what, you. For, Jack is a metonym for whoever the CEO is. At this point. <laughs> but the moment you stop giving a shit about what they think about you is the moment you're free. Oh, you yeah. It was, a, it was a magic moment. I-, I know that was a long clip, but I just really liked how he articulated that. That's right. I, we've for everybody out there my preachy moment for the episode because it seems like I have a preachy moment on every single episode but one thing I would hope you would take away from that is that you're only affected if you let them affect you that's right right and I we joke all the time we've been trying to get in Twitter trouble we've been in t- Twitter trouble I, but just not the major trouble yet because <laughs> they slow down our shit people haven't been liking our stuff and normally we were we were actually trending pretty good i know with like likes and shares and all kinds of stuff and then and now all of a sudden it's been crickets radio silent dude for and and i know both of us get on there at least once every couple days mm-hmm. repost some things and stuff so you know i i appreciate what they're doing because i want to know the truth i want to know the truth and if you're a snake if you're a, a wolf in sheep's clothing and you're trying to sell me a bag of goods i want to know who you are really and that's what these have been these videos have been exposing when they were going undercover with the pfizer people when they were going undercover with the fauci doctor nurses people you know and and those everything else that's come out and the email releases and the breakdowns of the emails and everything that project veritas has done i appreciate that because they with how things have gone they have risked everything he has risked everything and as far as his personal freedom, that's right. It would take nothing, nothing, for them to try to turn him into Snowden. Mm-hmm. Well, and on that note, I mean, you know, we need more people like a James O'Keefe. We need more people, you know, honestly like us that just want to stand up and, and speak our minds and not worry and care about who's going to get offended or. You know, I, I said on a, a one of our earlier earlier episodes, if I say something and you get offended, that says more about you than it does me. You know what I mean? And that's how I look at it. And I don't think that we should go around trying to offend people. But if you get offended by my opinion, then maybe you should take stock into why that why that makes you so offended. You know, why why did that affect you the way it did? You know what I mean? But you know, again, talking about predictions going into the 2022 midterms, you know, because that's a big deal. That's going to be a big deal this year. Um, I do think that the censorship is going to be ramped up. I think that there's going to be a certain population on these social media platforms that get shadow banned, get totally deleted, you know, get totally removed. There's going to be a lot of politicians that get totally removed and people got to wake up and ask themselves why, what message are they putting out there that people are so afraid of other people hearing? Because that's what it boils down to. If somebody's getting censored or deplatformed or removed, clearly 
the powers that be are afraid of what message that person is putting out. Not hate speech, nothing like that, but maybe something that, you know, going down another road of the Great Reset or whatever. I know we're going to talk about that. Can I can I share one thing that on, on the same censorship piece? Is it because I just have one question for you? Go for it. Was Dahmer good? Was Dahmer good? Yeah, was he a good person? You're talking Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah. The serial killer? Yeah. I'd have to say no. No? Okay. Do you know who Jeffrey Skilling is? Nope. The CEO of Enron. Do you think he was good? No. Okay, and the reason why I bring that up is because we have this perception going on right now where we have the FBI raiding people that are trying to find the truth, and we're believing that this regime or whoever's pulling the strings on a lot of what's going on right now, we have this belief amongst a lot of the population, I don't want to over-exaggerate it, but a lot of the population, that people are inherently good because we're taught that, and we get given these books with these nice you know, rainbows and flowers and we read them until we're in our, you know, middle years. And then we start to learn other shit like, right. Everybody's inherently good. So when you bring somebody an argument and you're just like, that's not right. They're like, well, you know, Biden is a good person. No, no. Understand this. Not every person in the world is a good person. Not everybody in the world is willing to come out and tell you the truth when you first ask it. I've looked true evil in the face. I've seen it, and I sat across the table from it for many interviews. True evil that would have no problem, Brett, walking into your house and putting a gun to your head and pulling the trigger. Right. For a thrill. People, there are evil people out there, and you can't spot them because they are smarter than you most times. The narcissistic personality, it's an OCD-type personality, they live this seven or 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, they are practicing all the time. I couldn't take enough interview classes to be able to break through some of the people like that. So when you're out there and you're listening to some of this information, if you hear, oh, James O'Keefe, he went undercover again, and it's just not right that we're doing this. That's just not right. This is how journalism goes. I want to know. That's so, exactly how journalism is supposed so to go. So people like me, I want to know. So I don't give a shit. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to go on a rant like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, people are not everybody's good, man. It's just mm-hmm. the truth. There's That's evil. Right. That's right. Uh, on that same uh, censorship topic, I don't know if you heard. So this week, Trump had a rally in Arizona. This is a self-censorship issue. And this, regardless of what anybody says here, this should bother everybody that is a Trump supporter. And I got to tell you, I, I don't want him to run. I may be totally honest with you. I do not want him to run again in 2024. He's more of a sideshow at this point than he, than he'll be doing good for the country. I don't care who that pisses off. I really don't care. Okay. But he had a rally in Arizona to where he had security walk through the parking lot and walk through the crowd. And anybody that had an FJB or let's go Brandon shirt on his security team instructed them to either take the shirt off or turn it inside out self-censorship. We're talking freedom of speech. And if you don't think that it's appropriate to say, fuck Joe Biden or let's go Brandon, that's your opinion. This falls under freedom of speech and it falls under censorship. Okay. Why is a guy that is supposedly running on freedom and the American way and make America great again, all of a sudden now coming into the censorship world saying, Hey, we don't want that here. That, that's a problem, and that's a question that every Trump supporter out there should ask themselves. 
Okay. The other thing on Trump, and since I'm talking about, it, I'm going to bring it up. My biggest concern, the biggest fear with him trying to run again. First of all, as I said, he's a sideshow. They're going to do everything they possibly can between January 6th and all these investigations in the state of New York into his company to prevent him from running. Okay. But a lot of that's not going to come into play till probably 2023, early 2024. What damage is he going to do to the Republican Party, mainly Ron DeSantis, between now and then to completely torpedo Ron DeSantis's chance of running for president? And I don't know if he's going to. No, I mean, we can all speculate he should. He should run with Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, like, you took it like, out. That was my point, like, you like, dick. Like you and I talked about. <laughs> I could just see it on the tip of your tongue. I was waiting for my break. But that's my biggest concern right now with Trump is he's going to torpedo every every possible chance that DeSantis has to run in 2024. And that's not going to do anybody any good on the Republican side. I'm going to tell you this. That's not going to do anybody any good if you're an American citizen. Okay. We all know that Biden's a total fucking abject failure. Okay. Abject failure. Kamala Harris, not far behind, which is pretty sad. And I'm going to read a quote by Kamala Harris. This is an actual quote from a TV interview she did with, I think it was ABC. And you tell me if this makes sense. It's time for us. It is time for us to do what we have been doing. And that time is every day. What? I'm going to read it again. It is time for us to do what we have been doing. And that time is every day. That's the number two person in command, okay? Dude, there hasn't been one articulate like articulate speech in over a year. Oh, my word. Yeah, so that's on censorship. Are you good with that? I'd like to move on to a couple other predictions. Yeah, we got to get moving here. So Okay, uh, this is in our wheelhouse. So one of the questions I always get asked in, in my business, and I'm sure you do too, what is housing, what's going to happen to housing prices? What's going to happen to interest rates? Things like that. And I'm going to tell you, my prediction for 2022 for the housing market nationwide, more importantly in Colorado, is not going to be a good one. What I mean by that is let's talk Colorado for a moment because that's where we both work. Okay, Denver Metro, we have a, a severe inventory crisis, meaning I think right about now there's about active listings on uh, properties for sale. There's about two, two and a half weeks of inventory, which is negative inventory in the reality of it. A healthy market's three, four, five months of inventory were two weeks. That's, that's not good. Okay, well, basic economic principles is housing prices is based on demand for housing. Okay, so we clearly have far more demand than we have housing available, which is driving up housing costs. Well, nationwide, what happened last year, the end of last year, the Federal Housing Finance Agency announced the largest year over year increase in conforming loan limits. I'm going to say that again. They announced the largest increase from one year to the next for conforming loan limits nationwide. I have some people say, well, I think the market's going to crash. We're going to start seeing foreclosures. Let me tell you something. The powers that be in Washington, they're pretty damn smart economists. They're not going to raise the the cap on the loan limits for mortgage lending if they think the market's going to fall. Okay. We've talked on another prior episode that the number one purchaser of residential real estate in the world is BlackRock, private equity firm BlackRock. Okay. They have a direct hand in driving housing prices up more locally here in Colorado. We already have a housing shortage. We have far more demand than we have housing available. We just had this Marshall fire that 
ravaged close to 1,100 homes in Boulder County. Well, those people have to go somewhere to live. Even if they rented, they got to go find rental housing. We don't have rental housing available, okay? You couple all of that, the massive housing shortage with rising interest rates. And we're recording this, today's January 20th. Over the last two weeks, interest rates have gone up faster than I've seen in my 18-year career, okay? So my prediction for this coming year, if you want to buy a house, you better buy it quick. If you want to refi, you better refi quick. Because I could feasibly see interest rates probably being in the mid to high fours by early summer. And if that happens, we're also going to see housing prices continue to increase, which is going to put pressure on affordability. See, and that's where I was going to go with it. So let me put my tin foil hat on for just one second, okay? Because, well, you know that I'm not huge into the big great reset stuff. Hey, you've kind of educated me on some of it. But I really, truly think that some of this is for a reason. I do too. Right? So I think that when you – because they're trying to – one, they're removing people from the market. That's right. Okay, you're removing competition for investors. I don't even take investor phone calls anymore. Unless you're like a one – like a family outfit and you're trying to – buy real estate for like four or five rentals. I'm down with that. Let's roll. Like you guys out there, if you have that, if you want that idea, man, we'll, we'll do that all day long. But I have, I've had three phone calls in the last couple of weeks of, you know, you know, when it's some big corporation because they call you on a dialer, which in Colorado, you assholes, you're not supposed to be calling me on a, do- a dialer on my cell phone. It's actually a $5,000 fine. If you're on a, on a, I think it's on a five line dialer. They don't care. But I don't even, I just tell them, fuck off. You know, I'm just like, I'm not, I don't do business with people like you. And and for other reasons as well, because they always want you to do all this legwork. And then they're like, oh, actually I'm going to pay you this. No, you're not. No, I don't talk to those dudes anymore. But again, I get calls like that all the time. So I think what's happening is you raise, you know, what's going to happen with this inflation and everything that's going on right now, everything is going to have a cost. So as housing prices increase across the nation, First-time home buyers are less likely to be able to purchase homes. Right. So now you're doing the resale market. Well, then who's buying a lot of these smaller homes that we see when there is a, a move up, right? People buy, shit, there's nothing in 300. I guess you go to Greeley, you can still get something in 300. But in Colorado, you get, you know, your first home is 350000 gain some equity in it. You flip, you know, you turn it, you burn it, and you put it into your new house. And that's how me and Jenna have got to where we've gotten to. Right, but we're removing that lower quadrant. So when the people are going to sell, who's coming in and buying it? It's BlackRock. It's these big time investors that want it, that have direct ties to Pfizer, that have direct ties to government entities, to the Bill and Melinda Gates foundations. And there's money getting traded, and there's stuff going on behind the scenes, and everything else going on. Right, that we don't get privy to. You don't know this. Right. And so I refuse, I don't do deals with those big time investors. And if that's what my sellers are looking for is like some investor, it's always a shit deal anyway. So you don't really, you just got to explain it to them. But hypothetically, would I walk away from a deal if that's who they wanted to do business with? Yeah, that's what I would do. Because the problem is, is what their goal is by the year 2030 that we talked about in in the great reset episode, the great what they want to own as much of the real estate and rent it back to you. Right. They don't want you to own it. That's right. The idea is to create a a nation, a world of renters, okay? In the words of Klaus Schwab, who's the chairman of the World Economic Forum, in the future, nobody will own anything, everybody will rent everything, and you'll all be happier for it, okay? 
people ask me, well, how do we combat that? Here's a simple thing. Buy real estate, buy tangible assets. Don't sell. If you want to buy a piece of real estate and then turn that into a rental a year down the road, two years down the road, and buy another property and hang on to it, that's a perfect way to do it. That's a perfect way to combat this this idea of only a select few owning real estate. And uh, some people out there probably think, oh, that's a little far-fetched. You got to look into it. At this point now, Dustin, they're not hiding it. Klaus Schwab wrote a book. It's on Amazon called The Great COVID-19 and The Great Reset. This is his goal. It's a book on Amazon. And I told you that I, there was a hashtag on Twitter, not to, not last week, that it's being talked about, being implemented now. That's right. Right? And, you know, the reason why I'm bringing, I'm starting to pivot to this is because that's where I think they're pivoting to. So me and you have had many, many calls, and you and I talk to each other all the time, but I also talk to other people about it, and people are asking me, why, what's with the abrupt change in messaging? Have you noticed, though, that the change in messaging, I'm glad you brought that up, it's, it's abrupt, but it's very contradictory. So what happened today in the U.K.? Enlighten us. Well, your old boy, Boris Johnson, old Boris, they're saying that they're, everything's fine, everything's done, we're not going to do masks, no more vaccine mandates, there's no nothing. They lifted all COVID restrictions in the U.K. Went to, back to Plan A. Went Look up to, Plan A. Yeah. At the, the same day, Austria's parliament voted 132 to 37 to require digital vaccine passports. They've doubled down. So while the UK is saying, hey, we're getting rid of all restrictions, Austria is saying, uh, hold my beer. We're going to double down. France did the same thing as Austria. What's, what, what, what do you think it is? I want to get well, yours because you, you and I already talked about mine and I'm going to bring it up. Well, to me, you know, there's so much mi mixed messaging and I feel like what it is, is they're trying to, so Jordan Peterson, uh, there's a clip fo floating around online of Jordan Peterson doing an interview on Rogan and he talks about how governments will push and push and push and the moment they think they push too far, they'll, they'll kind of step back just a little bit, let everybody get a little bit more comfortable, let people just kind of put their guard down and then once they feel like people have put their guard down, they push again again, right? And I kind of feel like that's what's hap happening in the UK. But also, I think the messaging is purposefully being mixed like this, complete 180 degrees of one another to confuse the shit out of people to go, okay, I think COVID's getting better, but then I see this and I don't know if it is. Okay. I, the other thing that I think too, is I think UK, the UK is being the guinea pig, if you will. So, we're, we're still dealing with Omicron, right? How many of you all think out there that Omicron is the last variant of COVID? If you think that, you're, you're, you're flat dreaming. That's not going to happen. There's going to be another variant. But I, I told my wife this tonight. I think what's happening in the UK is they're going to remove all restrictions. They're going to see a huge surge. Hospitals are going to go totally defunct. People are going to die. and They're going to say, see, the lockdowns and the face masks and the vaccines work. We're going back to it. And then they'll, they're going to have the proof to go back to the authoritarian lockdowns. That's what I think. I don't think you're too far off overseas. And I just want to bring, we're going to play a clip here after this first one that proves it, right? Like all the riots and stuff going on over there. I do think those are having an impact. I, mm -hmm. I mean, you can't say that they're not, right? You, I mean, you have entire police forces quitting. As they should. Because, they, well, not just out of principle, though, out of fear. Like they're legitimately afraid at this point. But I think here in the United States, all just the same. Well, speaking of the messaging here in the, in the U.S., 
hold on. Let me get this. Let me just get this thought real quick. Okay. What did when you were scared when you were a kid? What did your mom or your grandma do to you to kind of calm you down? Hug you. Hug you. It's going to be okay. Rub your back. Go, shh, shh. That's what I think this is. I think this is the government going. Shh. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. See, everything's getting better. Everything's going to be better, right? And I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop because it is going to drop. And I think that the way that it is, is this is how they are going to push through the vaccine passports in the United States. And I think that it's going to start off no different than the vaccines did. We've seen the playbook before and mark this, right? 53 minutes. It's probably going to be more with the intro and stuff, but 53 minutes on January 20th, 2022, they're going to start just like the vaccines. They're voluntary. Just take it. It's good for you. We have this data that we don't want to show you. Till 2076. It's Oh, you don't want to take it. Well, you have to take it now. You have to take it because it's just not right. You're just, you're killing everybody. Oh, you don't care that you're killing a, well, now I'm going to show you employers with more than a hundred employees. You need to require those. Oh, that, uh, that didn't work either. Okay. Well, we're just going to implement an entire U.S. Vaccination passport mandate, just like Austria, because they're going to be into it for X amount of years by the time this finally comes around. I told you by November of this year, they're going to be trying to push that, but that's my guess. But I truly feel like it's like your grandma or your mom trying to calm you down when you're upset because they know people are pissed. People got vaccinated. And it didn't work. And it didn't work. Like we said, it wouldn't work on episode 11. Okay. But on that note, Dustin... One thing that I wanted to mention, so why is there this big push now to do at-home rapid antigen testing? And they're going away from the PCR testing. You know why? And I'll just, this is my personal opinion on this. The last surge with Omicron cases and in the, in all the cases with, through the PCR tests was very counterproductive to the push of the vaccine, right? It proved the vaccine effectively does not work, okay? That data could not be hidden at all. If you take the testing away from the government facilities to where they don't have the numbers, if they don't have the data, they can't report the data. And now we're going to say, okay, well, we're going to give everybody their own at-home test that there's no way possible for us to know the data. So what they can come back and say is, well, I guess the vaccines are working because our COVID cases have gone down next to nothing. When in fact they haven't because they're not reporting the data. And just on a side note to this, I brought it up during the last couple episodes, really, about the people testing HIV. And you sent me this little clip. I just want to read this for everybody. It was a it was a Twitter post. I'm not even going to try to say these names because they're all crazy. But again, I take these with a grain of salt. I don't believe these 100%. This is where my investigation starts when I get this information. I see stuff like this, and I it piques my interest to investigate it further. So this was a tweet thread. Interesting. This is person number one. There's only two comments on here. Person number one. Interesting. Triple vax friend that hasn't been with anyone in five years. Jesus. Got their (laughs) annual test done last week. Came back HIV positive. Test at beginning of 2020 before first vax was negative. Makes a person wonder. There was a comment on underneath that thread. I work for a consulting firm. One of our clients is is mass producing lateral flow test for HIV. Scheduled to be ready for distribution within a month. Why do they need mass testing for HIV? Well, not only that. So the latter, the mass production of the lateral flow test back in October of 2021, guess who purchased 
a lateral flow testing company. I know. Enlighten our guests. Bill Gates and George Soros teamed up to purchase a lateral test, a lateral flow testing company. I believe it was in Belgium where they purchased this. Okay. So. And for our first time listeners, if you're wondering what I'm talking about and referring to, a couple episodes ago, I brought up a, a data point that I found in some of the trial information that we were able to get our hands on. And people down in Australia tested positive for HIV, not the STD. I just want to make that clear. It's not like, it's not the same thing. It means you're immunocompromised and your immune system effect, uh, essentially can't function at its at any specific level to fight off any types of disease or virus. Mm-hmm. Well, I said a couple months back, quite a few months back, I was speculating and I like to speculate because it's fun to look back and be like, damn, I might've been right on that. <laughs> I was talking to a couple of people. I'm like, what if you, when you take the vaccine, after you take your second, third shot, it destroys your immune system so bad that you have to keep taking it just to, just to stay alive, just so that you, you don't catch a, the common head cold and die. Right. Because I speculated, pure speculation, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, but I speculated that I think these mRNA vaccines, based on the research that we've done, is destroying people's immune system to where you're not going to be able to fight off viruses, a la human immunodeficiency virus or acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Same idea. And that's what they're doing. There's also been this ramp up over the last couple months and really in the last two, three weeks of HIV prep medications on TV. They are pumping out the advertising for HIV prep medications. How is this all of a sudden this this big deal? I don't recall this happening in 2018, 2019, but I just wanted to make one comment and then we got to move on. We got to get moving. I can't take too much fish oil with having the shit. Do you understand? Do you see the the correlation? I am such a simpleton, dude. I am just such a just a common sense person. If I take too much protein and not enough water, guess what happens? I get kidney stones. If I would insert anything, if you take too much of anything and your body does not need it or it does not need it to function, it is going to alter the state of your body for at least a specific period of time. Right. Right. And I know that sounds funny and I hope people got a little laugh out of that, but it's the truth. Mm -hmm. Right. Everybody that is healthy and and takes a lot of fish oil, (laughs) the days you took the wrong too much, you know it, you know. Right. Here's a little clip by Glenn Beck. I just want to promote his book. He, uh, I don't know what it's called here, but um, uh, his book's called the, uh, well, is it the Great Reset? I ordered it. It's the Great Reset. Well, if you want to look it up, go to Amazon and type in Glenn Beck, The Great Reset. It'll pull right up. He was at number five when we were coming in. I looked at the where he was at. So let's play this. Is the most important topic in the world today. The Great Reset is not a conspiracy theory. It is something that the Davos people have put together along with the World Economic Forum. And it is running rampant through every Western capital and every Western company, country. It is, I just, I just read this, tomorrow morning at 9.30, uh, the Washington State COVID detainment emergency, they are going to have a State Board of Health discussing from 9.30 to 3.30 tomorrow, allowing health, local health uh, officers to use law enforcement to force an emergency order in involuntarily detaining a person or group of persons' families to be isolated in a quarantine facility 
following the refusal to voluntarily comply with requests, medical examinations, testing, treatment, counseling, and vaccination. This is an internment camp. Washington State has done it before. They haven't obviously learned their lesson from World War II. This, again, is all about total and complete control. This is, I was wrong for a long time. I thought this was about socialism. It is not. It is a brand of fascism. Socialism and communism, the state and the people own everything. That's not what's coming. If you want to understand why our corporations are saying that they have to have these uh, uh, teach white people how bad they are, uh, if, why they're condemning the United States but not China, because China is the new global model. He goes on to promote his book a little bit, but tell me he's wrong. Well, and the thing, show me where he's wrong. Well, he's not. And the thing that people get kind of crossed about is they think, oh, this is something that's going to happen immediately. You know, when the, when the numbers or the, not the numbers, when the statement came out of the UK today about eliminating all COVID restrictions, um, I got a, a couple texts where people are like, oh man, they, they lost their, their whole narrative got screwed. The great resets on hold. No, it's not. This is all part of the game. You know, we, we went down this whole rabbit hole on episode 50 where we talk about Agenda 2030 and the, the kind of the long-term plan and that sort of thing. And, you know, a lot of people might say, oh, man, this is total conspiracy theory. It's crazy. It's, it's a conspiracy for sure, but it's not a conspiracy theory when the people that are trying to implement it are putting – publishing books about it, talking about it. You can call it Agenda 30, 2030. You can call it the Great Reset. You can call it the Fourth Industrial Revolution. You can call it Build Back Better because that's what it all comes about. And so if all of a sudden, if tomorrow COVID just stops, right? They, they've, they've cured COVID magically. It just, it's over like it happened in the UK. And anybody that buys that, you're not paying attention. There's going to be another crisis. Have you heard of the Collective Strength Initiative? This was a meeting that occurred in Jerusalem, Israel, on December 9th, with all the main players of all the financial institutions, similar to Event 201 that occurred October of 2019, that was a tabletop exercise of a coronavirus pandemic. Collective Strength was a similar tabletop exercise simulating a cyber pandemic that took down the entire world financial system. Now, this meeting just happened December 9th of 2021. So is that going to happen this year? Maybe. Are we going to see more cyber, cyber attacks, ransomware attacks, major corporations getting compromised? Absolutely this year. But it wouldn't surprise me if something major happens. We could honestly see a couple of months, spring and summertime, of exponential growth in the stock market, vertical growth in the stock market, vertical growth in crypto. And when that happens, hold on tight. Because if it goes vertical, it's going to crash. And when it crashes, that's when you're going to see, oh shit, the internet went out. All, all, all websites are down for a day, two days, three days. Now hold on to your ass because that's when the switch happens. And for anybody out there that thinks that cryptocurrency is a figment of our imagination, we're, we're going to go to a crypto. And when crypto is tied to your vaccination status, watch out. Here's something else that this slipped into the news cycle that nobody paid attention to. Did you know that a, a bill got passed in the U.S. Uh, legislature that requires auto manufacturers by the year 2025 to put remote kill switches in all vehicles? Yep, I saw that. 
And they're prefacing it as this will stop drunk driving. This will stop DUIs. This will stop police chases. Oh, your vaccine ain't up to date? Shut your vehicle off remotely. Okay, now that's a major prediction, but we can talk just about 2021. Now, going into the Great Reset, it's going to be that much harder for people to afford to buy homes. It's going to get expensive. Everyday household goods is getting more expensive. We're seeing inflation at a clip that we have not seen since the early 80s. Okay. I don't know where interest rates are going to go. I don't know if they're going to get into the double digits or not. I, I, I would tend to think they're not going to. But I would say this, 2022 is going to be a bit of a bumpy ride. And what's going to happen, the Dems, and you know, I don't want to make a Democrat-Republican thing because I honestly think they're both full of shit. But the Dems, the closer it gets to the midterm elections, are going to start buying off votes. You know how they're going to buy off votes? They're going to start offering you more free shit. Forgiving student loan debt being one of them, right? They could even implement a a uh, universal basic income to buy off votes. Hey, we're going to give everybody a $1,500 stimulus check every month. Don't fall for it because all they're doing is they're buying your vote. All you're doing if you vote for them is you're agreeing to be in their servitude just so you can get a little bit of pittance. And the small business owners, the entrepreneurial spirit is going to be gone. You become part of the circus. I just want to say, told you motherfucker so, because I read that shit on the Washington State thing on the last episode. So I just want to tell everybody, told you so again. I don't like to be like that. My wife says that I've just gotten so out of control with how I gloat. And <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> well, it's I hard do, not to, man. Well, dude, when you, again, I sold it, I said it on the last episode, and I want to play this clip, and then we're just going to walk it out with another I told you so, because this is another I told you so from freaking the entire year last year. But like people are like, oh, you you know, you should be a little bit more humble. Do you understand some of the things that people said to me last year? Do got, you understand? I, how, got, I got called a conspiracy theorist. Do you understand how people labeled me? Dude, I'm labeled a domestic terrorist in my own country for questioning the government. Right. That, that, that's, the, that's the truth. I got a quick anecdote about questioning the government. So 2016 election, the Dems and the media spent four years delegitimizing the 2016 election because there's no possible way Donald Trump could have beat Hillary Clinton, right? 2020 election, less than two weeks later, if you question the election or you, or, or you think the election was not legitimate, you're a domestic terrorist. Biden does his speech yesterday. This poor fucking guy. And alludes to the fact already, already, that because they couldn't change voting voting rights, they want... Okay, so I got to back up on this. This is really freaking irritating. So for all these decades, people have voted just fine, right? The voting laws were systematically changed in 2020. And if you don't believe me, look up the Time Magazine article um, that I talked about earlier on in the year about the, the secret cabal to save the 2020 election. Time Magazine did a whole article on it where they talk about how they systematically change state laws to make it more favorable for certain people to, to vote or not certain people to vote, but made it more favorable and easy to commit voter fraud is what it boiled down to. Okay. 
after 2020 election, all these states came in and said, hey, all these temporary laws that got put into place because of COVID, we're going to pull those back because it's not appropriate in, a, in the general sense of things. So now the Dems are freaking out going, oh, they're, they're trying to restrict voters. They're trying to restrict accessibility to vote. That is not what's happening. They're trying to get voting laws in line with what they were pre-pandemic, where the Democrats know they don't stand a chance in the midterms unless they change the voting laws to cheat. Okay, so going back on what you just said, 2016 to 2020, basically, the 2016 election was questioned. It was delegit- It was illegitimate. Donald Trump was not the president, all this bullshit. Two weeks after Biden is installed, oh, if you don't believe the election, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're a domestic terrorist. Biden comes out of the speech yesterday already talking about how the 2022 election is going to be illegitimate because he knows they're going to get swept. 150 million votes come in, 150 million plus. We have 133 million at the time of the vote, 133 million registered voters. Right. You can't tell me. Don't go on another rant. We're going long. No, you can't tell me that a senile 80 plus year old man that talks with marbles in his mouth, that's got a history of racism, got more votes than the most popular president in our lifetime in Barack Obama. You cannot tell me that. All right, I'm going to play this clip and we're going to start to walk it out, but this is another I told you so. But I just want to preface this video because everybody's going to be like, you just look for videos and you're in an echo chamber and blah, 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 blah. When we come up with points, we have to find supporting either articles, stats, documents, videos, right? I have never seen this woman. She's from Europe. If anybody out there wants to challenge me and try to claim that there's not, there hasn't been censorship of what's going on in Australia, what's going on in Canada, what's going on over in Paris and in, in all these other European countries. If you want to try to push back on me, you need to go and do some serious research because there's tons of videos out there. There is not, there is a crazy uprising going on, on that, on that entire side of the world, except for like Russia, just because they'll shoot you. Right. But this is another, I told you so. Eva Vlardingerbroek is a Dutch legal philosopher. She joins us tonight from overseas. Eva, thanks so much for coming on. So you're getting the sense in the United States that everyone's in favor of vax mandates, and then you see coverage like that, and you realize there is a global movement against it. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. There is a massive movement going on in Europe right now of tons of people, hundreds of thousands, millions of people, actually, who are very much aware of what's at stake. And I'm going to drop this video. I just wanted to stop it real quick, just so everybody knows. During this entire interview, they're showing clips of, like, right now I'm looking at a picture of Amsterdam in the Netherlands, and it's overran with people out in the street. No masks, no none of that, right? They're they're protesting against it. So I'm going to drop this in the show notes, but I just want you to know if she references anything in there. They're showing pictures of it, so I highly recommend you go and check this clip out. Here, These people are aware of the fact that our constitutional rights are being set aside without an end date. And that we're heading towards a new system, a tyrannical regime of mass surveillance and control. And this is not just a hunch. This is all part of a bigger plan. This is something people who are watching right now can actually go and look up. Um, What's very important for the American audience to know is that we've had this digital COVID pass in place in Europe, which is basically like a QR code on your phone that grants you access to everyday life, like to bars, restaurants, etc. It's completely bind to your VAX status, and this is all part of a European project issued by the European Commission that is basically surrounded around this idea of a European digital identity. 
So this will not stay just linked to your vaccination status. This will encompass taxes. This will encompass your medical records apart from your vaccination status, your bank information. So basically, we already have a system in place right now that is very close, or at least reminds us of the beginning phases of a social credit system. We are literally turning into China. If this were linked to digital currency and presumably paper currencies on the way out, then the average person would be utterly controlled by the government. I mean, the government could just turn off your ability to buy anything, your ability to go anywhere. I mean, at that point, you really are a slave to a supposedly democratic government, are you not? That's exactly right. That's exactly what they're planning to do. And this agenda is supposed to be laid out by 2030. So that's what we're heading towards. So you see all these people going out in the streets. It's because they know that this is what's going on. And I think that it's all going to be dependent on whether they'll be able to roll this agenda out, whether Austria is going to enforce compulsory mandatory vaccinations on a nationwide level. So the parliament in Austria, another country in Europe, is debating about this or voting on this, I should say, on Thursday, uh, which will mean that in Austria from February onwards, uh, vaccination for COVID will be mandatory for every citizen over the age of 18. If you don't get vaccinated, you will be having to pay massive fines up to 15,000 euros a year, which, you know, basically your existence as an unvaccinated person will become illegal. So everybody will have this digital COVID pass. And I got to say, Tucker, it would not be the first time in European history that tyranny is born in Austria. So, And that pretty well sums it up. We've said it for we for months, guys. We've said it that this absolute power corrupts absolutely, and that's what I want to leave everybody with. We need to start questioning where where these decisions are coming from. Well, and it, it's on all of us to push back. You know, people say, "Why are you so concerned about a face mask? It's just a face mask." Well, just a face mask leads to other things. Just a face mask leads to forced vaccination. Forced vaccination leads to uh, digital vaccination passport. Digital vaccination passport leads to, oh, you can't go to a restaurant. You can't go to a grocery store. You want to go buy food? Uh, this is the time that you're allowed to go buy food because you don't have your 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 passport up to date. Oh, you want to go on a road trip? Uh, you. Your vaccine isn't up to date. Now nah, we're going to shut your car off. It, it's little steps at a time. And I know that sounds crazy to a lot of people, but it's right out in front of us, folks. And the fact of the matter is people say, well, what can I do? Here's what you can do. Stop fucking complying. Stop wearing a face mask. Stop letting the Walmart greeter guilt you into wearing a face mask when you go to Walmart or Costco. Just stop. Just stop doing that. That's, that's step number one. Step number two, buy actual physical, tangible assets. If you can buy property, buy property. Keep it. Own it. Guns. Guns. Ammunition. Not that uh, these are tangible things that will have value. I'm a huge proponent of buying and owning real estate. A huge proponent because if we can keep it out of the hands of of the of the elite, at least for a couple generations, even one generation, it'll delay that process that much further, that much further. And in, in the process, if you own real estate, you're building your own wealth. Well, and I, I brought this up on another episode. Go back and look, watch that Black Mirror. There's a Black Mirror episode about this very thing. And people are like, what's the big deal about social credit? People like me on Facebook. I, should, I would probably do good in a situation like that. No, you don't get what, you don't get what they're saying, okay? When you got Susie Q, Fatty Karen next door, and she's pissed off because you walk outside without your mask on or 
you know, you're wearing your robe and she doesn't like that you're wearing your robe and showing a little too much leg or something. Anything. This opens the door for people that have zero, zero reason to report you. It opens the door for the Karens of the world or the Susie Q. I call them Susie Qs. I'm kind of tired of the Karen thing. The Susie Qs of the world, right, to just file a complaint on you. Well, then that affects the job you can go after. That's Look at how it's structured in China. I've looked at how it's structured in China. They can restrict what profession you choose to go into. Not, not that you choose. They they can instruct they can instruct you what right, profession I you're assigned that wrong, to. But you know what I'm saying That's is right. they can they can dictate to you. Let's just say that they can That's dictate right. to you what you can do. So all you dreamers out there that have these big aspirations, and especially you younger folks that are maybe just coming out of college and starting your starting your journey. I know we have some that listen to this podcast. Understand where this leads, and if it's on you. Nobody taught you guys. Everybody gave you guys a trophy. Everybody, you know, rubbed your little back and did everything and didn't want to cuss at you like my dad did and, you know, that kind of stuff. Everybody wanted to call to you guys. Well, now it's time for you to stand up. It's time for you to start to be a man or a woman and start to stand up for yourself, stand up for your families, and stand up for the future generations of your bloodline. Mm -hmm. Speaking of China, real quick, off topic, kind of off topic, China sent out whoever's in charge of their Olympic committee over in China sent out a notice to all the athletes that when they go, they have to go and they have to quarantine uh, when they fly over there. They're demanding that they don't bring their smartphones. If you bring a cell phone, you need to have a burner flip phone. They do not want any of the Olympic athletes to have a smartphone on their possession. Why are, why are we doing it there? Anyway, anyway, why are we fucking doing it there? That's the question. I bring that up because that goes right along with this whole surveillance state. What is it that China doesn't want getting out to the to, to other countries that would be recorded on a smartphone and posted on social media? I'm looking at that going, if I'm an Olympic athlete, I'm not, I'm just not going. Nope. I'm saving the money. So we made it through bro. Right on. Well, those are the predictions. So let's earmark this episode and let's, uh, you and I will listen to it, uh, January of 23 and see what, uh, happened. Right. And if you want to communicate with us, you can reach us by email at uncommonpodcast at outlook.com. You could get us on Twitter, uncommon PC. I think the U and the PC are all caps, but it's at uncommon PC. Facebook, we have our own Facebook page now. We're gonna. I'm trying to be better about posting stuff to there. Brett's trying to be better about sending me stuff to post to there. So um, you can find that at Uncommon Pod. P-O-D is a capital on that as well. So make sure you search it right. Again, we're kind of getting a little censored and um, not. I don't even know what the difference is between like censored and shadow banded. To me, it's just anytime you slow my shit down, if people don't see it, then not as many people are seeing my posts that normally would see it. To me, it's censorship, right? right. So, but whatever you want to call it, shadow banning, whatever, if you want to call it what, any of those freaking stupid ass names, but please communicate with us. We want to, we want new topics and we want, um, we want guests on the show that want to talk and, uh, bring some information to light and also bring value to people. Uh, we don't want to do every single episode like this. We started this podcast wanting to do one and one every time. And it seems like it kind of spiraled like a little negative for a little bit. So we want to try to pull out of that, do some more positive episodes. Um, and again, make sure you go back and listen to some of them. If you think that we're nuts, and this is your first time listening to us, we have the receipts. And that's I get I'm taking that coin in that phrase from Andy Frisella, who with the Real AF podcast, and we're the same way. We have the receipts. We put our opinions out there all year last year. And again, I got trashed. I got called stuff. And but I've also met a lot of good people as well. I'm not I don't want it to sound like all doom and gloom, but I mean I got trashed and I have the receipts. 
you don't have these people that I'm talking to now, they don't have the receipts. They say, Oh, I was believing that <laughs> really. Cause I saw you driving in a car with your mask, you dumb shit. Right. So I appreciate it, everybody. And, uh, you're going to do your thing. I'll do my thing. But if I see you driving all alone in your car with your mask on, I'm going to assume you put a condom on to go to bed too. That would be uncomfortable. <laughs> all right, everybody with that stay dangerous. See ya. <laughs>